So we have to have a talk. And that is about coming out of the spiritual closet. I recently did an in-person spirit circle that I really haven't done since the pandemic hit. And I just thought it was kind of funny in a way that so many people were there who were still inside the spiritual closet, who were afraid to let their family and friends know that they were coming to like a psychic or mediumship development group. I just want to stop right here and say, that's okay. So if you are inside of the spiritual closet, if you are not wanting to come out, if you are so hush-hush about this, that is completely fine. You can stay in there for a little while. Eventually, you're going to be called out. You're going to be hearing some knocking on the door. But for right now, you can stay inside the closet. And I kind of want to preface this. And I hope that, you know, I don't offend anyone and that kind of stuff. But I do often compare you know, the coming out of a spiritual closet, kind of like the LGBTQ community. Now they might have a little, definitely have it a little more rougher than us and that kind of thing. I'm not saying it's equal, but I'm saying it's similar in many ways because spirituality and especially what we believe in goes against our societal norms, all right? What we have been taught to believe, what our family and friends have been taught to believe, and many of them have a closed mind and they don't understand it. And so then it can also like scare them. And as you know, people are scared of things that they don't understand. So it's totally normal not to want to come out of the spiritual closet. Okay. But by the end of this podcast episode, I am going to give you some tips, some tricks, some insight that can really help you, you know, work with coming out of the spiritual closet. Because maybe one day you do. I know for me, I just felt like, man, it would be so awesome one day if I didn't have to be scared of like who I am, who I truly, you know, am, right? And not offend anyone, but then also feel the freedom that I have to be my true self. And if my true self is a psychic medium, then guess what? You know what I mean? That is going to be my truth. That is who I am. And I was like, wow, it would be so cool to be able to talk openly about this and not to hide it. It's just like hiding another part of yourself. So maybe it's like hiding, you know, your cellulite or maybe it's hiding like your chubs that you've gotten and things like that. You know, it's a part of you, your spiritual beliefs, okay? So we're going to continue on with this conversation, okay? So I want you to know that you're not alone. A lot, if not a majority of spiritual people are not comfortable with everyone knowing everything about them. Yes, you have your professional readers, you have the ones that are, you know, it's like affairs, but even some of them are not comfortable with letting, you know, maybe their family or friends or whoever it is, their parents know what they do. I know that I started my Facebook page and I did not want any of my friends on my Facebook page, my family and my my family and my friends on Facebook to know what I was doing. So I kind of did a lot of different things behind the scenes to where they couldn't see my posts and stuff so that I would only get other spiritual people and actually built a business that it was off of strangers and people I didn't know, right? As opposed to what you hear a lot about is, you know, your family and your friends are going to be like your first customers and your biggest supporters. They were not, right? Because they were not really down with the spiritualism. They weren't down with, you know, psychic and mediumship and stuff like that. They didn't really come from a religious household, but they did come through with some roots, you know, in organized religion. All right. So I just also have to say that many of us may be apprehensive with coming out of the spiritual closet 
for not just reasons in this lifetime. So yes, we can talk about I can't come out of the spiritual closet or tell people what I truly believe because I grew up Catholic and my mom is Catholic or whatever. I was raised by a priest, whatever it is, right? But you also might have this apprehension and this resistance, uh, even on a soul level. And that could be from past lives. A lot of us have heard about this. We have heard that many witches, if you will, like in Salem, got killed. You know, I have heard of different seers and, you know, different psychics that used to, you know, help out villages, used to help out kingdoms, you know, that kind of stuff. And people were definitely more into this um, before um, Christianity came along. And they would be advisors to kings and stuff like that. But when they were wrong, when they felt like they didn't need them anymore, like a lot of time they were killed. A lot of times they were sacrificed. So think about that. Wouldn't your soul be a little bit apprehensive if it remembers that? And it remembered like, oh, wait, don't you remember the last time that you were a psychic? And look at what happened. So if you had any kind of emotion towards what I just said, if you got any kind of chills, if you all of a sudden your heart skipped a beat or you had to take a deep breath, that might be a sign that this happened to you in a previous life and it's something for you to overcome. It is definitely a sign for you to know that you are safe in this lifetime. I remember once I went to this reading with this woman and she had said that I was killed um, by villagers in a former life. And I remember as soon as she said it, like I almost started crying. It was like I almost like remembered it. And now I can talk about it and I don't cry. But as soon as she said it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And then maybe knowing that kind of helped me get out of, you know, thinking that I wasn't safe anymore. So definitely keep that in the back of your mind, especially if you are really, really scared, really, really apprehensive. If you can just like, like, oh my gosh, like have anxiety thinking about it. That could be a sign that you do have a past life connection with associating your gifts with something bad. All right. So you might even been outcasted. You might have even been stoned. Your family might have disowned you before. Okay, so now here is some tips for coming out of the spiritual closet. All right, first one is treat your relationship with spirit. And when I say spirit, I mean source energy, if you will. Spirit guides, past loved ones, and angels, okay? Treat them like a relationship. I've said this before, but I'm going to keep on saying it so you remember, is your relationship with spirit is like a romantic relationship here on earth, okay? And figure out what stage you are in. Are you in that stage where you're just now meeting, you're just now getting to know each other, that you guys are kind of familiar and are learning about each other? And maybe you're actually in that part in the beginning where it's like, okay, I don't want to tell any of my friends about this relationship because I really don't want to ruin it. I want to keep us in our own little bubble before I just make it known that, you know, me and spirit are like out there, like dating to the world. So think about that. Where are you? Are you there? And that's okay. A lot of times it's okay to meet someone in a romantic relationship and be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to keep us in a little bubble. I want to get to know you a little bit more before I expose you to my crazy family and expose you to some of my crazy friends and that kind of thing. So think about that. And then know that the more time you spend on this relationship, you will start to grow. And then 
you might get to that point like, okay, it's finally time for you to meet my family or it's time for you to meet my friends. Okay, and then you will just start noticing how your relationship with spirit gets deeper and deeper and deeper. But that happens through connection and and working with spirit. And you can do that in a variety of ways. Being mindful of how spirit's in your daily life. You can go ahead and meditate. You can do yoga. You pay more attention to yourself. Learning about yourself, who you truly are, and honestly owning it is the same thing as learning about spirit. The more you learn about yourself, the more you learn about spirit. It's the same, same. I know it sounds so weird, but it totally is. So think about that. And then think about who you would expose your brand new relationship to. All right? All right. So number two is going to be come out slowly. You don't have to make an announcement. So you don't have to put on Facebook, like, I'm a psychic medium, everybody. You know, like, you don't have to do that. You can't be like, I'm a reader or I'm a healer. I do this. I have magic energy coming out of my hands, right? No, you don't have to do that. In fact, like recently, I have rekindled, if you will, a relationship with a couple that I know is very, very religious. And I mean very religious to where they won't eat and drink certain things because the Bible says so and that kind of stuff, right? And I think that the husband knew what I was doing and is against it, obviously, and told my husband such. But when I see him, right, like he doesn't say anything to me about it at all. He's very cordial, very nice. Not all of them are going to be that way, right? So I was talking with her and I forgot that she doesn't know what I do because I don't know if her husband told her or not. I know I didn't tell her because I haven't seen her in so long. And as we were talking and she was like, oh, wait, what do you mean your spiritual work? And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, doing readings and, you know, I do spiritual events and stuff like that. Like, that's all I said. I didn't come out and say the word psychic or medium. And that's another tip, too. Here's a bonus tip. Don't use the word psychic and mediumship, right? Especially the word psychic because people are, are thinking scammers. They're thinking spammers. They're thinking fraud. It got a really bad rep, that word, right? So you might even see a lot of spiritual people not even associate themselves with that word because it has a negative connotation to it. So you can say spiritual advisor. You can say spiritual consultant, you know, spiritual coach. You can say whatever it is that you would want to say, but you can just use it as spiritual in front of it. I'm a spiritual medium. Even sounds better than a psychic medium, okay? So that is a, a bonus tip. But just knowing that you don't have to make a big announcement about it. You can just, you know, in casual, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, I help people, you know, with their spiritual direction. Oh, yeah, you know, I go ahead and, you know, I am a source energy worker. Those kinds of things. Okay. So, and just know you don't have to do it. Like in a big announcement, like I started slowly putting little things on my Facebook page that my personal page and that's how I eventually fully came out of the closet just a little bit at a time. All right. So tip number three is also going to say use intuitive work or say intuitive work. So like we just talked about, don't use the word psychic. What you could also do is use the word intuitive. And that is what I did when I first started off my Facebook page. I said, um, intuitive Heather Danielle, because I did not feel number one. I didn't feel good enough to call myself a psychic or a medium at all. So I use the word intuitive and it was less scary. So then if people that were on my personal page went ahead and see my business page, they would be like, oh my God, okay, she's only intuitive. And intuitive is something that all people on all levels of religion can relate to. 
Because intuition is within yourself, right? That is connecting with you. So majority of people do um, understand it and they do accept it. Um, whereas psychic mediumship work is where you're actually connecting something outside of yourself. So you can do that, you know, as you get your, you know, training wheels on and then take them off eventually. All right, number four is going to be gain confidence within yourself. You deserve to be your whole self, okay? Kind of like what I touched upon earlier is that learning about your spiritual guides and angels and stuff like that is going to be about learning parts of yourself. And then once you have more confidence within yourself, once you give yourself enough love and all that jazz, then you are going to feel more comfortable with letting people see other sides of you that maybe you're not even completely sure about. Does that make sense? Because the more confidence that I had gotten, the more that I realized I could talk about it a little bit, but I wasn't like big enough. I wasn't strong enough, I should say, to fight some of the really, really religious people in my life, right? Because I felt like um, I needed to be better. I needed, you know, more time with spirit and that kind of stuff. But I didn't have a lot of confidence, but even a little bit of confidence can go a long way. All right. Number five. All right. Work on people-pleasing. I'm not telling you to be more of a people-pleaser. I want you to reflect and to see if you truly are a people-pleaser. Because a lot of times, that's what's at the core of this issue, is that you need people to accept you. You want to please other people and make them happy. Even so much that you are going to reject or dim parts of yourself so that someone else can like you more. No, 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 no. That is not how it's supposed to go. You are supposed to love yourself and your craziness, you know, and then going ahead and being okay when people don't like you. <laughs> I know it sounds so bad, but not everyone's liking you. Not everyone's liking me. Heck, you might all of a sudden get to this part of the podcast and be like, you know, I really don't like Heather. <laughs> That's totally fine. We're not here to love every single person. You can love them on a soul level, but we each have our own distinct personalities and likes and quirks and all these things. So we're not supposed to be these robots. And so if someone doesn't like something about you, you can reflect and be like, hey, do I or do I not like that about myself? Like, for example, like when my husband said that I had too much personality back in the day, right? That hurt my feelings so bad because I was, I was like, man, I thought that I loved that part of myself, but now here someone is saying that they don't love it. That makes me feel bad. But then I realized that I had insecurities with that, with how loud and crazy I am and how I talk too fast and how I talk too much. But once I stopped worrying about what other people thought, and then I really tuned in with myself and I realized I had that insecurity and then I learned to love myself. Now I realize I love that about me. So if people say I'm over the top and I'm crazy and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, and they don't like it. I'm like, all right, no big deal. I'm not your cup of tea. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. So just know that and you cannot please everyone. And then this may be impeding your ability to come out of the closet or even making it worse. Or it might hinder your progress when you actually do decide to tell people about your new spiritual beliefs. All right, number six, this is a huge one. You don't have to be an expert. You do not have to know everything about everything. You do not need to know everything about your craft, about what you believe in. And you do not have to know everything about the Bible. 
oh my gosh, my mentor tried to work with me on this and I was like, I can't go over there and see them, you know, these people because they're really religious and they're going to quote the Bible to me and I'm going to need to know the Bible verses. So it means I got to read the Bible from cover to cover. Oh my gosh. I went to a Christian college, believe it or not. Right. I went there uh, and I, when I knew I was spiritual too. Right. But it was like, I still believed in what Jesus stood for, even though I didn't believe in the Bible, but I felt like I needed to know the Bible inside and out so that I could defend my position. But guess what? Free yourself from that need. You do not need to go ahead and explain how your viewpoint differs from the Bible or go ahead and try to find a reason in the Bible to be who you truly are. Does that make sense to you? Let that sit in your heart for a minute. You don't need any external validation whatsoever to go ahead and be okay with being who you are. And maybe, this is coming to me, so I'm going to say this. Maybe you are that person that is going to explore spirituality and maybe see that it's not right for you. Maybe it's going to be something else. You are on this journey of being a human trying to figure out this crazy world, right? So you may go back and forth. You may change your mind. You are allowed to do that. It's okay. You're not supposed to have everything figured out all at once. Where's the fun in that anyways? So I really, 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 really wanted um, to let you know. And some tips for dealing with those people, okay, is if I love it when they say, um, I'll pray for you. Please, please pray for me. I'll take all the prayers I can get. So I feel like they kind of say it, at least the people in my life say it in a condescending way. They're like, I'll pray for you, Heather, so you don't go to hell. And I'm like, oh, please pray then. I love prayers. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You know what I mean? You are totally like, you know, asking the big guy, source energy to send me some like hopefully positive love. You know what I mean? Usually when you pray, you only do good things, you know, you you know, I, I guess that it's not really a prayer if you are praying that someone gets hurt and stuff like that. So usually it's a good energy around prayer when they say that. So I'm like, yes, give me some more of that. <laughs> so Another thing too is have a default thing of what you're going to say um, if, the, if the conversation starts talking about that, okay? You can be like, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, listen to them. Say, oh, I understand that. And then try to change the subject, okay? Um, and then you can also say, you know, I don't really feel like talking about that right now. And then have something else that you're going to talk about. So you can say, oh, I really don't feel like talking about this whole psychic thing right now. But you know what? I was wondering and then ask them a question. They're an expert and it has nothing to do with this because people do love talking about themselves. So you're going to, you know, bring over the conversation back over to them, but in a different way. Okay, that's one of the things that I have gotten. And then also, I know it sounds kind of tough to do, but if you know that you're going to be spending time with around these around people who think this way, um, then making sure that you definitely fill your cup up beforehand, that you have outs, you know what I mean? Think of different ways because you might feel pressured to stay in the conversation and things like that. So think of some things, um, even, you know, having an alarm on your phone, right, that goes off, that you have to excuse yourself, little things like that. And that's going to help you out when you get started. 
And then the more and more that you become comfortable with your spirituality, then you are going to be able to handle it even better. So my husband was so incredibly impressed with me, I guess, that when I started, you know, getting readings and doing all this and actually proving to him that I was a psychic medium, um, he was just so excited that he just wanted to tell everybody. And so he was telling everyone that we met almost, not really, like there's people that we know and that kind of stuff. And he'd be like, oh, Heather does this and Heather does this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was not ready to come out of the spiritual closet. Luckily, all those people were okay. And a lot of them, a lot of them, if not most of them, still don't believe it. They still don't believe it. And any time that I get someone that says, oh, I really don't believe in that kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like, okay, I don't know to tell you. All right. Like that, that, that that's your that's your path. Okay. And let me talk about something else. You don't have to be okay with what I'm okay with. I don't have to be okay with what you're okay with. We just have to be cordial and kind to each other and that kind of stuff. I had one guy at this um psychic party. I stayed afterwards one day and he like comes up to me and he's kind of drunk and I had debated about staying at this psychic party and stuff like that because I had done a gallery reading for about 15 people and I decided that I was going to stay and he was just drunk and he like comes up to me and he was like, yeah, I'm not sure if I'll, I believe in this stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, everyone has their own journey, you know? And then he was like, yeah, he was like, well, what can you tell me about me? And I'm like, no, I'm not really in that, that area right now. I'm not really in that space um, to do readings right now. And he was like, oh yeah, well, I'll pay you like that. And I'm just like, it's not about money. You know what I mean? I ended up leaving because I was just so uncomfortable because a lot of times I don't want to be around people that I am reading or have read for um, because I don't want to know anything about them just in case they come back and stuff like that. I just like knowing people's name if I could help it. I don't want to know anything else um, when I do readings. So just like that, if people don't believe in what you do believe in, be like, okay, you know, I believe that ex experts, <laughs> they have a, a place in the world, but skeptics have a place in this world. We have to have balance, right? So I don't mind if someone else disagrees with me because they're on their own spiritual path and they were sent with the tools and things like that that will help them on their journey. And maybe I'm a seed that's planted in their life, just like you might be a seed that's planted in their life to get them to open up a little bit more because that is totally possible. But for me to only open up around people that are open to this kind of thing, that doesn't do the world any good, really. Well, it does. It does do the world good. But I mean, if I don't open myself up and let people know this is what I do, even if they don't agree with it, then they might never have that seed planted and then their minds may never open up. Does that make sense? Okay, I hope it does. I just want you to reflect on this to see like, okay, where you are at in your spiritual journey. What is your relationship like with the spirit world, right? And then take some of those tips that I gave you that will really help you if you do need that help when you are around people who aren't really down with the spiritual world. All right, I will see you on Friday. Friday.